Hello, my friends. This is Chad. You're listening to the Cliff Notes feature of the Naked Leadership Podcast. Every Friday, we post a condensed version of this week's episode. Those of you that have little time to listen or want a quick reminder of the principles we discussed, we made this for you. If you're looking to enjoy the full conversation, just navigate back to the previous episode and you can listen to it in its entirety. Otherwise, get ready because there's a lot here in under five minutes. Let's go. I voluntarily do the things I need to do the way I need to do them in order to accomplish what I'm committed to, right? Whatever that is. And and I and it involves it means I'm gonna take initiative on the things that are most important to have that done. And I'm gonna prioritize in a way that, that supports the outcome of what I'm aiming at. I have there's a hierarchy of concern that I voluntarily act on in order to bring about what I'm committed to. I'm afraid of being a micromanager because I'm too controlling. It's that union thing. If it doesn't work this way, well, I'll just go to the opposite. If my complete permissiveness isn't working, I'm afraid of becoming a micromanager because that's a, I'm either passive or aggressive. It creates a, a social hierarchy. If I'm responsible for this turning out, in other words, my input, and I'm going to make sure I create a narrative, I'm going to invite people into the conversation, and I'm going to know what it's going to take to do it. I'm going to know what kind of attitude is wanted and needed. I'm going to trust that if this person has the competency, which if I hired them, they ought to, they're answering an invitation, then I become a resource rather than an impetus. And now they can go about their way voluntarily being responsible to produce the outcomes they said they're committed to. Most founders we work with are naturally very directed human beings, but the aim of it is actually direction and leadership. Like they, you know, they're they're self-starters, right? They're full of initiative. I think they end up not managing or unmanaging because they're so micromanaging usually of themselves internally. Like they keep themselves marching on a very narrow line, and then they know that that's like not useful externally because people hate that shit. So they flip to the other side externally. So if I'm an entrepreneur and somebody's my micromanaging me. That's like hell. Like, get the fuck out of here. You not know who I am? I'm going to do this. Get out of here. Just tell me what you want to get done, when you want to get it done, and leave me alone. So that most of our entrepreneurs live like that. And so they end up giving other people that same thing, thinking that's a gift to them because they they treat others, you know, golden rule. They treat others the way they like to be treated, although that might be very disconnected from what's needed in reality. So if you go up in that high independence, low control, you're going to have more diversity. Now, the thing about diversity is the any corporation has a norm. They have a vision. They have an ideal. And when you have an ideal, you're going to have people who match the ideal because of what they like to do, match the ideal. And then you have people who are going to be on the fringes. They're going to be, tend to be more creative. They're going to tend to be more out there. And the idea is like select the right diversity to come to the party. So knowing what the ideal is and then being able to select those who are independent in a way that they're aligned with that ideal opens up a whole different relationship. But if they're just high on independence, well, you don't know who you've got over there, what kind of diversity you have operating, and is it going to serve the ideal that the company's serving? And if it's not, you haven't really done them a service. You've actually hurt them more than helped them and hoping they're going to come back with what your ideal is and then getting mad at them that they don't. That upper quadrant, that interdependent quadrant is an invitation. It's not coercive. I mean, I'm not having to coerce anybody. I'm not having to threaten anybody because we're aligned with what we're aiming at, at the ideal. There's a 
confidence because we've had a communication, we've set up and we're clear about what the hierarchy of concerns are so that we've taken the time to really play that out and make sure that our personal values are lined up with that. We can be a resource for each other, right? We can depend on each other to support each other in our uniqueness to get to where we're committed to go. If I'm missing it, I want to know. I'm lined up with the ideal. I, that's what's ultimately most important. I'm going to take my best cut, and then I'm going to learn how I can adjust. So that, that it really, interdependence is an invitation. And if somebody resists the invitation, then that's worth investigating to find out what's missing, rather than kind of crossing your fingers, pushing them out there, and hoping they're going to get it done. <laughs>